Hey, what up, guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode 34 of the Floatcast. Floatcast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. They are the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. Their website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations and manufacturers. They house their social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and much more, so you can remain updated in this growing industry. If you're interested in floating, you can find a location near you using the fastest, most constant comprehensive search engine available. If you're a float center or tank manufacturer and haven't teamed up with them yet, it is time to do so and get found. From educating new floaters to providing premium advertising for flotation tank businesses, Flotation Locations aspires to be the industry's hub and they are proud to be an integral part of driving this industry forward. Go to flotationlocations.com to receive special offers and discounts on float sessions so you can save money and float for less. What's going on, guys? It's been a while since I've done a solo podcast, so I uh, I thought I'd bang one out and uh, get you guys up to speed on what's going on around here. Um, I'm working on moving, working on expanding out, which was which was really the goal from the start. The goal from the start was to have a nice storefront and uh, you know be able to offer it to anybody in the community or anybody around that wanted to float. Um, but funds kind of held me back from doing that, so I had to open the home office like I'm like I'm in now. Um, working on moving and it's a pain in the neck um, between uh, issues with the landlord, uh, issues with the septic system, and then the, the powers that be that go along with it. It's just really not a great process. Um, but I'm hoping to get it worked out pretty soon, and I think that we're gonna. And uh, once I do, I'll, I'll definitely give out some details as far as uh, you know location and everything. But for now, I'm gonna keep it vague. But it's you know, at first, at first I was very, I was unhappy that I was opening up in in the situation that I was in. But looking back, I think that it was for the best, and I think it was for the best because. If I would have opened up a storefront from the start, I probably would have went out of business. I probably would have lasted about four or five months and then closed down. Um, and not because the place wouldn't have been able to pay the bills. The place, I, I probably would have been able to open and pay the bills, but not really make any money. And that's where the problem would have would have come from. Because, uh, you know, as you know, I have a family and I have bills and I have stuff I have to pay for. And if I'm working there 50 or 60 hours a week and I'm not drawing any sort of income from it, just paying the bills, as far as the business goes, that's not really, you know, that's not conducive to a a way of life that I, that I want to be a part of. Um, so it definitely was better off that it, that it happened the way that it did, because now I've gotten to the point where, um, I have enough of a steady clientele where I can open up, pay the bills, make a little bit of money, not a ton, um, but should be able to live and get by. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, in the meantime, things here, uh, you know, th- things are going well here, keeping uh, keeping everything clean and, and tidy and, and having clients come and it's going, it's going all right. The... I one thing I've noticed is that as you know, I'm, I'm here on Long Island, and we've had we didn't have a bad winter for the first like month or so, and then it kind of went south. And, and over the past month, it's really gotten pretty bad. And um, or I guess over the past three weeks, two two or three weeks, it's gotten pretty bad. 
and a lot of snow. It's getting real cold. You know, people, it's amazing to me that people on Long Island still don't know how to drive in the snow. It, it just, if there's a third of an inch on the ground, they do, you know, they go super slow and they're just overly cautious, way more cautious than you would have to be. People drive with their hazards on in the middle lane on the LIE. Look, everybody's a hazard at this point. You don't need to have your hazard lights on. We're all hazards. All right. Turn your damn lights off. Uh, I don't think, you, whatever. Um, but one thing I have noticed as the temperature is dropping here is that I have to keep the room. I, I've turned up the temperature in the tank, uh, one degree and I've turned up temperature in the room two degrees. And one thing I've noticed is that when, if I, if I don't turn up the temperature in the room, um, if I let the room get, not, I don't want to say cold, but if I let it get standard room temperature, you know, 70 degrees, 72 degrees or so, um, the water evaporates from the tank a lot faster than it does if I keep the room warmer. And what happens is the water evaporates from, evaporates from the tank. Uh, obviously the salt doesn't go with it. So the, the water that remains in the tank has an increased, you know, level of salinity. Um, so what happened with me, I made the mistake of, uh, when I, I let the water get a little bit too low, I let it drop down about an inch, inch and a half, uh, about actually closer to an inch and a half. And, uh, I went in for a float and it was a long float and I got done and, uh, it was about a four hour float and I got done and I turned the pump on and it was frozen. It made just a solid humming sound, which I've heard about. I mean, I, I immediately knew what happened. Um, basically the water got too saturated with the salt. It got too heavy. And then the water got too cold and the salt crystallized out of the water and crystallized around the, uh, the impeller of the pump. And obviously that's bad. So I turned it on and, uh, pump just made a solid humming noise. So I immediately knew what, what the issue was. And I boiled some water in the, the tea kettle that I have and poured it over the pump out, like the outer housing part of the pump to break it up. And it worked three three quarters of the way and i know that because my impeller has four four fins on it i guess you could call them four fins on it and uh one of them broke when i hit the on button it immediately turned on after pouring the boiling water over it um but uh, it immediately started making a sound like it sounded like a, anybody who's familiar with cars it sounded like it had a spun bearing it was like a solid like clacking noise Clack, 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 you know, every time the pump is going around. Um, I thought it was just salt that was kind of still stuck in there and lodged out and had to work its way out. And, uh, about a half hour later, it was still making a noise. So I immediately knew there was an issue. So I took the pump, uh, took the whole filtration system apart, took everything out upstairs and, uh, took the pump apart to find that one of the impellers, and I'll see if I can post the picture on uh, on my Facebook page, um, one of the impellers actually broke clear off, and it was clacking, that was the clacking sound I was hearing, was the impeller in, in the little area, um, getting bumped around, so, pump is shot, um, it was kind of giving me issues for a while anyway, not that it wasn't working properly, but it was just, I would turn it on, it wouldn't turn on right away, and I don't know, I just, it's a couple of years old, I know the 
the uh, person I got the tank from had bought it about a year or two before I bought the tank from her. So it had a few years on it. And I run the pump continuously. Unless somebody's in the tank, the pump is always running. So usually it's running, you know, 22 hours a day or so. Um, so I went and bought a new pump. And I uh, hooked that bad boy up. And put some water, water in the tanks to get the, the uh, you know, the water less heavy. And it was fine. So... That's, that's all taken care of. Uh, next issue I had was about a week later, thank goodness I was in the tank and not a client. Um, I'm in the tank for about 40 minutes and I hear a solid beep, almost like <laughs> it sounded like a, like a, uh, one of those heart monitors that just went flatline, like a beep. So I immediately obviously came out of the float, uh, Got out of the tank, looked around, and I saw it was coming from the temperature controller on my uh, my heater for my tank. So I unplugged it, went to the shower, cleaned off, went and plugged it back in. And when I first plugged it back in, it didn't make the sound again. I guess it, the, the alarm had reset itself. Um, so I plugged it back in, and about five minutes later, the alarm started going off again. So pretty much how my heater works is I have a 500-watt, a uh, solid state heater that lies underneath the tank and that plugs into a heater controller which has a thermostat that's hooked up. Um, the thermostat obviously is in the water and the uh, temperature controller, the thermostat, is actually what turns the heater on and off. That is what was giving me the issue was in the heater itself. The heater itself is uh, kind of like an electric oven where it's there's not really anything on it that can break as long as... Um, the cords and everything, as far as you know, the electric goes, everything's working properly. There's not really any moving parts or anything on it that can break. It kind of just has current running through it, voltage, um, and that's really what what effectively heats the water. So my issue was with my heater controller. So I immediately went online uh, to order a new one, and I wanted wanted to order the same one that I had, and of course it's discontinued. Um, so I called the company. I actually had ordered it. Um, I found it online, ordered it, and then the next day the company called me. The company I ordered it from called me and said, it's discontinued. We have another replacement, which will work just as well. I said, great, send it on over. So uh gets here about three or four days later, and I open it up, and it looks, holding it, it feels like it has better construction, like it feels like it's a more quality heater. But I plug it in. And it only controls temperature up to 91 degrees. So it is useless for me. So I, I called the company back and I explained exactly what I was using it for, which I had done the first time. And the gentleman, <clears throat> excuse me, the gentleman on the phone was familiar with float tanks. So I was kind of surprised that he, uh, that he still kind of sold it to me, but you know, I shouldn't really be that surprised. Um, so I sent it back and they sent me a new one. They, uh, a, a new one, not the same as the one that I used to have, um, but one that that gets the job done, and it's actually more accurate than than the one that I used to have. So it is an upgrade. Um, <clears throat> so, but aside from that, I, uh, you know, everything's fine with the tank, and everything's fine with the uh, with the office here. Um, I've gotten a few emails in the past few days about um, my floors. It's weird. I've got two emails in the last week. Of people asking me about my floors and how they're holding up, uh, cause now it's been a little, you know, it's been over a year. And 
so far they're holding up just fine. Um, the only thing that I'm not crazy about is the fact that they're black. And it's kind of like a car in the fact that when you have a black car and it's clean and waxed and shiny, it looks fantastic. But it shows dirt very easily and it's it's hard to keep clean. And that's kind of how these floors are. I know that the company that I got them from um, offers floors that are white based. The, the floors that I have are black and then they have uh, blue specks in them. I know that they also offer floors that are white and then have blue specks in them or just flat white or like cream or different colors. But I know that they're a lot more expensive. I think that my flooring was, uh, I don't know, I want to say $1.60 a foot. Um, and I say a foot because it comes in rolls. I think it was $1.60 a foot. And I think that the, if you wanted it like a specialty color, um, it was like three fifty a foot. So it was, it was a lot more money. But depending on the area that you're doing, you know, it might not be that much of a, of an increase on your whole entire cost. Um, I only use the, the rubber flooring in my float room. And the reason I use it is because it's, it's made from recycled tires. And I figure that number one, it's good for the environment. And number two, if a tire is made to go on the, on the road where there's sand and salt and, and whatever the hell else you're going to run over, they can certainly deal with a float room and, and Epsom salt. Um, as long as I don't let the salt sit there and rot on it and just sit there, which obviously I don't keep it very clean. Um, but yeah, to answer those questions I've gotten emails from, um, the floor is holding up great and no issues with it at all. Um, also on the last podcast, I mentioned, uh, that I'm now teamed up with, uh, San Francisco Salt Company as a, uh, sponsor on the podcast. And the reason I went with them, um, isn't because they, they were the only ones that said yes. I had a lot of other companies that actually were, were looking to be a part of the podcast. But I went with, with these guys because they're doing the right thing. They are, as far as the float industry goes, they are, they're the guys. You know, they're the people you want to get sold from. Um, everybody I've spoken to there has always been very nice and helpful. Even before I opened, they just called and had to ask them questions. They were one of the people's, uh, one of the people I called and they were very helpful and, you know, they, they're really doing the right thing. So that's kind of why I went with them. Um, but for any of your Epsom salt needs, contact San Francisco Salt Company because uh, they are the number one trusted source for USB-grade Epsom salt. For lower-cost shipping prices, contact them um, at 1-800-480-4540 or visit SanFranciscoSalt.com. Um, they now have two warehouse locations, one in California and one in North Carolina. And they can really service all flotation locations in the United States and recently Canada. Um, so if you need any salt at all, they have two, um, two brands of USP grade Epsom salt. Um, there's, you know, if you're getting a whole lot in bulk, there's a little bit of a price difference. So you maybe could save a couple of bucks, but give them a shout. 1-800-480-4540. Um, I'm hoping to do more podcasts once I get uh once I get a nice storefront get more tanks and have more uh clients coming at one time um I'm hoping to do more and also do do podcasts with two you know two floaters that just came out of the tank at one time rather than just the one I know I did one early on with uh Rich and Jackie when they had gotten out of the tank um but hopefully once I get more tanks um even if I have two strangers you know, two people that don't know each other that both come in at six o'clock for a float and they both get out. It's like seven thirty, seven forty-five. 
and maybe they're both into doing a podcast and we can all sit down and that's that's really what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting totally you know, two two people that don't know each other, their their input on it and how they feel after they're floating, what they thought about the entire experience. And you know, I think it'll be very, very insightful to hear just from two different people that, that, that number one, that don't even know each other and both kind of just had the same experience. Hopefully they'll both be first timers and, uh, you know, can chat with them, but that's, you know, some of the stuff that I'm looking forward to. And also just doing a lot more of them. I've kind of been slacking lately only cause I've been working on the move. And also I started a, a, uh, a new job. Um, in addition to this one, obviously, um, that's taken up a lot of my time. So, but I'm definitely going to be putting out some more and, uh, you know, going to keep this thing going. So, but thanks for checking out this, uh, this episode and, and catching up with me. And, uh, like I said, once I have a definite, you know, everything's signed and everything's done, I'll let you guys know exactly where we're going to be moving, but it's, uh, it'll be somewhere here in Suffolk County for sure. So take care of yourselves and, uh, stay salty. Take care guys.